Hi, my name is Ryan. Uh, I work for BBM Contracting and we do residential construction uh, specifically with larger builds like custom homes, home additions and full interior renovations. And this podcast is called Renovating Toronto. Uh, and specifically what Renovating Toronto does and what the goal is, is we want to try and bring as much knowledge to uh, the consumer as possible with respect to the full life cycle of a home. So whether that's buying a home, renovating a home, getting a mortgage for a home, uh, managing a home, uh, we want to be uh, we, we want to make sure that uh, everyone has as much knowledge as possible to make the right decisions. I'm Braden Irwin and uh, I work for the Low Merwin real estate team um, at uh, Royal LePage and I've uh, been working uh, with them for five years now and uh, the uh, good fortune to work with a very experienced broker there, Carol Loam, who's been doing it for 30 plus years. So That's great. Um, she happens to be your mother. She happens to be my mother, yeah, so she's a tough boss. We focus on residential resale transactions. So we help clients with buying and selling <laughs> primarily um, you know, their primary residences, but also investment properties. Uh, I know you have a lot of experience with real estate um, from the investor standpoint, from you know working with clients to buy homes. Um, first thing I wanted to do was to kind of get uh, your take on yourself as a real estate investor. For me, um, I'm very long real estate. Um, I know there are lots of people uh, in you know in the area that, that love to sort of buy houses, fix them up, and sell it. Um, that's not what I love to do personally. Um, I am really, really uh, a big believer in buying and holding. And um, for a number of reasons. One is, uh, you know, gives you the benefit of time. So, um, you know, one of the things uh, that we were kind of talking about previously was, you know, what, what are some of the things that, um, some of the strategies that, that I use in my, you know, for when I look for my investments. Um, and, and really the, like one of the big things is just getting started because it, it allows you to uh, start to build equity and, and, and you know, realize some of the gains over, over time. Um, makes you a little bit less susceptible to you know, short-term market trends, um, you know, whether that be seasonal or, or annual trends, whether you know, kind of the fluctuations in the market. Um, and also, you know, especially in Toronto, the cost to transact is, is quite expensive. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of efficiencies when you when you can actually buy something and hold it over a long period of time. Absolutely. And yeah, you touched on a, a lot of really good points there. I guess um, as more of a broader uh, question to you is, uh, what does your real estate portfolio consist of? So I, I started out with um, pre-construction condos. Um, and it's about... I would say six, seven years ago was when I bought my first one. Uh, and really the big factor for me was just affordability. You know, I didn't have the, uh, the down payment readily available, um, but I was able to, what you know, the pre-construction market does uh, allow you to do is kind of put you know, 5% increments down over time. So if you don't have the full, uh, you know, call it 20% of the purchase price up front, um, it allows you to pay that down over, you know, a uh, two or three year process, you know, depending on how early you buy in, in, the, uh, in the project. Um, and so that's how I got started, um, is, you know, I bought my first one, slowly got my 
down payment uh, paid off <clears throat> and then was able to close on that once it came time um, and then was looking for sort of the next opportunity to do a similar thing. Um, and again, it was a four I ended up buying another pre-construction condo. Um, and again, just based on you know what I could afford to buy. Uh, and then I started to transition. I actually got some great advice from, from my boss. Um, and uh, and she's, she was a real uh, believer in, in owning land. Um, you know, you hear lots of people say they're not making any more land. So, um, and it, it allows you to do things that, um, you know, that you aren't able to do in condos. Uh, the cost, you know, to enter that market is a little bit higher. Uh, but typically your returns, you know, if you're, if you're buying right and you're managing the properties and you're looking for the right type of, of, of property, um, you're able to sort of maximize your returns on those investments. How do you utilize your portfolio to uh, make further investments? And, and I guess to step back a little bit, uh, obviously it takes a little bit of time to get that snowball rolling down the hill and, and kind of get that machine of a real estate portfolio. Um, were there any strategies that you used to um, to essentially <coughs> ramp up the speed of your real estate portfolio growth at first? I think getting started for, for people is the is is the hardest part because they uh, human nature is to be a little bit impatient and you want to start with five properties. Um, but the reality is, is you've got to start with one before you can get two. Yeah. And the, that's why for me, like part of the, the strategy was just getting started because you know, the, what you can gain over time and what you're able to do with some of the equity that you build up in that property over time, it allows you to kind of uh, start to build that portfolio, uh, you know, at a faster pace. But it takes time to get that going. The reality for a lot of people, like in Toronto, is it's it is a very expensive city to live in. You know, it's it's becoming and has become a world class city, and with that comes you know world class cost of living. <clears throat> the reality is is that. With rents as high as they are, most people can actually afford to own a home. Um, where the hard part is, is that they, they may not have that down payment just to get into the market. Right? Or at least to get into the market that they want to be in. Yeah. Um, but because rents are so high, it's, it's difficult to save that down payment when you're constantly paying your rent every month. That's true. <coughs> um, so I was very fortunate that you know I had the ability to save up some money when I was younger, and you know I bought a again a condo that was pre-construction that I didn't end up moving into for several several years after I had actually you know put my money in, um, and <clears throat> so over time for me, you know my strategy has been, uh, you know my. My personal cost of living is, is relatively low. Um, I take probably 70% of what I'm able to, to earn and I, I you know, put it aside to reinvest it. <clears throat> and again, when you're getting started and you're relying on you know, your income, 
it's it's a slower start, but you know, over time, so you know, I bought my first pre-construction condo in 2013, I believe. And fast forward five years later, I was, you know, and obviously real estate prices in, in the city have, have gone up dramatically since when I first bought. Yeah. And so I was very fortunate to be able to participate in that. Yeah. Um, so fast forward five years later, I was able to actually uh, refinance that property and pull uh, equity out of that that I used to then buy an income property. That's great. And, and again, so <clears throat> what it allowed me to do was kind of leverage uh, the asset that I had already, that I already owned and basically purchase another uh, property which will now start to be doing the exact same thing. And that's where you can kind of you know, get that, uh, you know, that multiplier effect which allows you over time to start to build that portfolio. When you're in a, well, we're, not, we're not in those markets in the states where you can buy houses for $100,000 and you know, do the buy and hold method and multiply it a lot quicker. It takes a little bit of time to gain equity. Um, you know, obviously there's some pretty stringent rules in terms of um, how much you can leverage against your house. So yep. with all that in mind, um, like you said, it does take time. So uh, that's, that's, that's really good insight. And I think the, the key thing there was you know, utilizing your, the equity that you have in whatever property you have. If, if it's the property that you are living in, if it's an investment property, um, trying to find ways to, to leverage it, which, which it seems like you've done a really good job with. Yeah. And again, like it, it's it's hard to get started, but once you do, uh, you know different opportunities start to open up to you, like, for you. Do you see anything that you haven't invested in already that you would want to do in the future, or is there anything that's kind of transacted, like, or anything that's in the process of being transacted that uh, you'd like to kind of shed some light on, something different, or anything uh, with with respect to your real estate portfolio? What I saw is. As you're able to increase the number of units, the number of doors that you have under one roof, I think that becomes your multiplier, um, you know, effect because, you know, you're kind of limited. You can only rent one condo for a certain amount of, uh, you know, of money a month, and that's kind of, that's market driven. Um, but if you're able to take a house and create two units, then you start to be able to increase, you know, the amount of rent you're able to get per that house. Um, and so, what, you know, over time, what we sort of transitioned into was more sort of smaller apartment buildings. So kind of the next step beyond you know a traditional semi or detached house that's split up into into units and again there's <clears throat> I think that there's some some efficiencies there on on the ex expense side um, but also you know if you're able to find the right property uh, typically they're under market you know in rents and over time uh, as you're able to bring those up to up to market I think that there's a lot of value there so that's kind of you know what what I transitioned into after you know the the single family or the you know, the you know, the freehold sort of smaller single family rental market, as you as you go up that ladder, the cost to get into the market um, obviously becomes higher and higher. So with that you know with that um, property uh, with, this, with the apartment building. Um, 
you know, what I was able to do is find other investors that had that were kind of like-minded and were looking for similar types of investments, and we ended up uh, buying it as um, you know a, a, under a corporation. So again, you know, that might be an opportunity for other you know like-minded investors. Even you know, if you're thinking about buying a a condo or a you know a small house or whatever that might be, it might be an opportunity there. Uh, again, if it's structured properly, and everyone's on the same page, yeah, so you want to you want to protect yourself. Yeah, everyone needs to be able to, to feel confident that their investment is going to be protected, right. and that the everyone's kind of vision is is uh, you know is similar, so there you don't get into a scenario where all, all of a sudden you kind of regret um, you know what's what you've done. But it, I think it it presents an opportunity. Um, Especially as the market does become a little bit, you know, less affordable for the average person to find like-minded people and maybe buy a property together um, as a way just to get into the market. I think the last thing I want to talk about with uh, respect to your portfolio, and I know we've talked about this before, is how you don't necessarily renovate before or uh, as you buy the properties. You 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 buy the property, get the tenants in there, and then naturally when there's turnover, you upgrade as you go to slowly increase the value of uh, how much you can rent that property for. So just maybe touch on that a little bit. What, what might be you know, a great opportunity for you might, might differ for me. Um, you, you come from a construction background. So, uh, and you have the expertise and the knowledge um, uh, that you could you know, leverage with maybe finding a property that needs quite a bit of work, or maybe right. converting something that's single family into something that is that has multiple units. Yeah. Um, for me, what I was looking for uh, was something that uh, was you know had tenants that were under market, uh, so it gave me t like it gave me room uh, as those tenants turned over to increase the rents and, and realize you know a larger return. As right. that happened, I was I didn't want something that was newly renovated because I didn't want to pay for someone else's renovation. And usually, you know, newly renovated properties are typically going to have tenants that are you know at or close to market rent, so your your margin is is smaller in those. I also didn't want something that that required immediate renovations. Um, <clears throat> Because I didn't have the, the cash to, to actually go and, and do them. Uh, so for me, again, it was very long term focused. I, I, I was looking for those properties that, that were kind of in between, where, you know, maybe with a coat of paint and maybe some small kind of, you know, fixes here and there, you know, you could really get close to or at market rents. Um, but you know, something that allowed me with kind of a minimal amount of investment to increase those those rents as the tenants turn over. Right, right. And I guess a uh, uh, follow-up question would be, uh, what's the demand like for those types of houses? Like, were you bidding more? Was it, was it something where um, you had to, you know, fight to get those that type of property, or was it a little bit less of, of a competition? Because it wasn't necessarily a moving ready home, there was still a little bit of work to do. It, you know what, the the competition in Toronto is is pretty um, 
like it's there in, in most price points, but especially in the bottom end of the market, which is you know where I was was buying. And that's that's part of the reason why I you know I was looking to kind of transition into maybe a different asset class that that maybe had a little bit less competition. But <clears throat> again, you know, I'm not I'm not rewriting um, any sort of investment plan here. Um, I think you know people have been investing in, in multifamily residential properties for a very long time and, and have done very well over you know the, in the course of uh, the time that they've owned it. Um, to answer your question, yes, I was in competition, but what I had to do was sort of break down uh, you know how the, the finances worked for me and, and you know just to keep it really simple, I looked at uh, at it from from two sort of vantage points. One is um, you know the cap rate for, for people who don't know what that is. It's the capitalization rate. It's basically what you're you're earning you know uh, as a ratio of, of what the purchase price is. And there are sort of uh, market standards for kind of the what pro most properties are, are transacting for, depending on the area, depending on the asset class, um, but also your cash flow. Um, because for me, I, I wanted to be able to have the properties, you know, paying, you know, covering themselves, so that they could kind of operate in the background without me having to, you know, feed them cash on a monthly basis. Because uh, what that allowed me to do is is kind of just have them in the background with, and not have to worry about, you know, added expenses or. Being able to you know to cover the cost, so I, I was really looking for properties that could, you know, even if it was you know just uh, by a couple hundred dollars a month, just cover themselves, because um, I knew that over time as those tenants turned over, the rents would increase, and you know my return on that investment would would start to you know uh, increase along along with it.